Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Calls right now with your home improvement project. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Well, while I hate to admit it, Leslie, that the holidays are upon us. And that means that so many of us are going to be traveling as we go out to visit. So coming up this hour, we're going to have some tips on how you can make sure that your home is safe, your valuables are safe, so that when you go away, your house will be just like you left it when you come back. That's right. In one piece and all put together. And also ahead this hour, you know, even before winter officially sets in, many parts of the country have already gotten their first snowfall. So we are going to get expert advice on how to pick the perfect two-stage snowblower for you. And listen, do you hear that tick, tick, tick? That is the tax credit clock ticking away on all of those energy efficient tax credits for your green home improvements. There are so many you can do. We're going to have a few of our all-time favorites coming up, and we'll talk about how practical they are to get done even in the next 30 days. Plus this hour, we're giving away a fall decor package from collectionsetc.com, and it's worth $60. So give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Richard in Oregon's on the line with a water heating question. What can we do for you today? I'm wondering if those heat pump hybrid water heaters save thousands of dollars like they're advertised that they do. Well, they certainly will over the life of the unit. Now, are you heating with an electric water heater right now? Yes. There's just the two of us here. And does the electric company send you a a big fruit basket every year (laughs) to celebration of your business? Because you're wasting a lot of of energy with an electric water heater. It's on 24-7. It's always running, and it's very, very expensive. For those of you that are heating with electric water heaters, the heat pump water heater is an excellent choice because it does reduce the cost dramatically to heat your water. There is an excellent one out from Rheem. It is the HP50, introduced earlier this year. Might want to take a look at that as a place to start. But these use far, far, far less electricity than a traditional electric water heater, which is just going to really run up the bills, as you've already experienced. And by the way, if you do it right now, you can also get a tax credit. And that's only going to be until the end of the year. So that's a reason to think about it right now. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Orlena in Virginia is calling in with a washing machine question. Tell us what's going on. Um, my washing machine runs fine until it goes into the rinse cycle. Okay. And then the water comes out a trickle. Huh. And it, it, I, I'm wondering if it, because it's cold water, if it's maybe that the cold water is turned off in the back. Well, I mean, it would, there's, a, there's a supply valve that feeds the washing machine. So the first thing I would do is I would disconnect the cold water hose from the back of the washing machine. Uh, and make sure that the valve, the supply valve is turned off. Open it up and see what kind of flow you get. You're going to have to dump it into a bucket or something, but just check the flow. If that's working, then it's probably a valve in the washing machine that's not working too well. There is a website called repairclinic.com 
That's an online source where you can actually find pretty much any appliance part you need, along with the instructions so that you could replace it yourself. Oh, okay. Great. All right. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. John in Pennsylvania's got a leak somewhere in the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Yes, I have a. Our house is a little over fifty years old, and about thirty-two years ago, I put an addition on the end. Um, I discovered when I put the addition on the end that uh, when they put the weather the uh, sealing uh, seal coat on the outside of the block. Okay. You know, the, well, they did mortar and then the seal. Mm-hmm. They just used a roller and hit the high spots. So when I was at that end of the building, I you know used a sealer and I used a brush and got it good. But the rest of the basement is that other way, and I get water that soaks into the block and then comes in. John, does the water come in consistent with rainfall and snow melt and that sort of thing? Yes. All right. Well, listen, I, I understand that it wasn't sealed perhaps as, as much as you would like it to, but the good news is that it's sourcing at the drainage outside. So you need to address the gutter system and the grading, making sure it's sloping away from the walls, making sure the downspouts are clear, making sure you have enough leaders, and get those leaders out four to six feet from the house. Whenever you get water that's consistent with rainfall like that, it's easy to control with with you know small tweaks to the outside surface drainage conditions. Well, the three sides are level. Yeah, you that's know. a problem. You want it to drop off about six inches on four feet, and you want it to do that with clean fill dirt, uh, not topsoil or anything that's too organic. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement, design, decor, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are here to answer any of those questions for you. We'll give you a hand to get those jobs done. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, before you head out for Thanksgiving, make sure your home is safe and secure. We'll tell you what you need to know after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Milgard Windows and Doors. Milgard Windows can help save on energy bills and qualify for up to $1,500 in tax credits. Credits expire December 31st. Visit Milgard.com to locate a window dealer near you. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We'd love to hear what you're working on and give you a hand with your home improvement questions. But one lucky caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a very seasonal prize pack. We're giving away a fall decor package from collectionsetc.com worth $60. And the winner is going to get a falling leaves door decoration, a harvest home quilt, and a garden ornament. You can check it all out at collectionsetc.com and that's collectionsetc.com and the prize package is worth $60 so give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974 
Well, there are lots of folks that go over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house for the Thanksgiving holiday, or maybe you hop in the plane or, or car to go a bit further. But you want to remember that the holiday season sees a big increase in break-ins. Burglars know this is peak travel time, plus they may hit the jackpot with hidden holiday gifts. So to keep your home safe, don't broadcast your absence. Now, the tip-offs could include uncollected mail or more the more modern tip-off, posting your upcoming trip on your Facebook page. <laughs> Bad idea. Or, you know, commenting on like, I'm on the beach right now. <laughs> no <laughs> one's at our house. I never even thought about that. Man, Facebook has all of these... You know, great things, but a ton of downsides, too. Also, Twitter, I guess, you know, people are so addicted to these sort of technological advancements. you got to be careful about what you're posting. But you also want to, when it comes to your house, make sure that you leave your blinds and your curtains in their normal positions whenever you can. And remember that in some rooms, those open curtains can expose your belongings. So, you know, leaving them closed, though, is also a giveaway. So you got to sort of think about what would be the best solution to your exact rooms. You want to make sure that your computer is turned off and it's disconnected connected from the internet, especially if it contains personal information. And the last one seems like a no-brainer, but it's also the number one way burglars get in. Do not leave anything unlocked. Regardless of how rural or safe or whatever you might feel your neighborhood is, lock your doors, please. Also, check your windows, your side doors, your patio doors, and your garages. You really need to make sure your things are locked up, folks. And don't forget about those mechanical gremlins, you know, the plumbing leak that happens when you're away and the next thing you know, your neighbor's calling you and telling you that water is now rushing out your front door. Shut off your main water valve before you leave the house. There's really no, there's really no reason to leave it on. Also a good idea to shut off any circuit breakers that are really not necessary. So, you know, leave on the lights, leave on the heat. But other things that you don't need to run, turn those circuit breakers off we like to unplug all of our main appliances like TVs and stereos. There's just no sense having those circuits be energized or those appliances be energized while you're away. Reduce the risk of a problem happening just by turning them off and turning off the main water pipe before you take off for that trip. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to your calls. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Sandy in Washington needs some help with a new wood cabin that was just built. How can we help you? Hi. We um, put a, a tongue-and-groove uh, fir and pine wood on um, both levels of the cabin. And on the lower level, we used a white pickling um, whitewash. Okay. And the upper level, we used a Danish wood stain, um, wood oil. Danish oil? Yes. Okay. But we didn't put a sealer, and I'm wondering if we need to do that, or do we just leave the wood like that and periodically re-oil? Or... This is inside or outside? It's inside. Oh, thank goodness. I thought you just told me you put Danish oil on the outside of your house. <laughs> All <laughs> no. Right. Uh, no, I mean, you don't have to. You put a, So you put a whitewash, a pickling stain on the bottom, and you put Danish oil on the top? Yes. You know, that's fine the way it is. There's really you're not protecting it against UV very much. It's on the inside of the house. It's climate controlled. That's I think that's a fine finish. I think you can stop right there. Okay, great. All I right. like that answer. You like that answer. <laughs> that's that works that's for you. Not so much of a money pit then. All right. Well, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Mark and I was in the market for some new flooring because he's got two big dogs. What can we do for you? Yeah, I just had a question about. Um, 
have two boxer dogs and actually a three-year-old child. And <laughs> just wondering the best hardware floor or laminate or cork or whatever. What's my best option? Yeah, uh, I'd have to go with laminate floor. I brought up all my kids on a laminate floor, and it's been and a dog, and it's been uh, very, very durable. It's performed very well. Okay. With the exception of a couple of chips over the years, never had a problem with it. I think laminate floor is very durable. And the good news is it's actually gotten a lot better since mm-hmm. I installed it. You used to have to glue the boards together. Now it's all sort of locked together, and the colors and patterns are phenomenal. A good source for this is lumberliquidators.com. They've got gorgeous floors there. They've got great prices. You ought to check that out. Okay. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Yvonne in New Hampshire, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We had a new porch put on with pressure-treated wood, and I guess that's what you call it. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, this fellow that did it, he put on a gray primer, which was latex, and before it was totally dry, he put a top coat on, and um, it took about a year before the paint hardened. Mm-hmm. And then when people walk on it, it, it just uh, left their shoe imprint on it. If I sand it, I'm going to be using more sandpaper than the store has available. <laughs> yeah, but So I was thinking maybe I should use... Um, a paint remover. Yeah, I think you're going to need a paint remover. And you're going to need scratch. a scratch. Yeah, you're going to need some rock miracle or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And for latex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yep. going to need some sort of latex paint remover. If you head over to the paint aisle at your local home center, there'll be many choices for you. You're going to need quite a bit of it, and you want to work in manageable areas and. You know, apply it as to how the instructions say, let it sit there, do its work, and then remove it in the same manner. Some will be via pressure washer. It really depends on which product you choose, but you're going to have to get down to raw wood to start from scratch and let everything dry and make sure that that lumber is super dry before you apply anything. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome, Yvonne. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Ron in Connecticut needs help with a concrete project. What can we do for you today? Yes, hi. I recently volunteered for a community service project that involves uh, restoring two uh, racquetball courts, uh, outdoor racquetball courts that were abandoned many, many years ago. Okay. And um, uh, I'm at the point where I need to do something with the floors, obviously the concrete floors, and Mm -hmm. over the years they have darkened. They're not black, but they're very, very dark gray. Now, I've considered... um, um, a bleach or a bleach water uh, mixture, maybe muriatic acid, or maybe even just plain old power wash. I don't know. How do I get it? Because they're too dark to play. You lose track of the ball. Mm-hmm. I need to get this concrete back to the original white color. Well, if you haven't pressure washed it yet, that's a great place to start because you I'm be sure surprised. there's a lot of dirt and debris and dust and perhaps some mildew that's grown in there over the years. And if you do that with uh, a good mildicide, and bleach is an option, there are also other commercially available products that will do just as good a job, uh, I think that you're going to find that it's a lot brighter. And I would caution you, though, to not go too heavy with the pressure washer because it's old concrete. You will actually cut some lines in it. So you want to use something that's got a fairly wide fan on it. 
but you will find that it comes becomes very, very bright, and it might be all you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it will become very obvious where you did not clean with the pressure washer. <laughs> yeah, and Ron, make sure that when you apply the mildecide that you put on a generous amount and let it sit and do its work. People tend to spray it on and spray it off, and it doesn't work as well. Let it sit, because this way it'll kill anything that's there. Great. I thank you so much for the assistance. John in Arizona, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask about uh, solar panels. Okay. I was, I was thinking about getting some solar panels, and uh, but the only thing is I've got the northern exposure. I'm only going to get maybe um, four or five uh, hours worth of direct sunlight, and I'm wondering if it's really worth it. Yeah, it's going to be hard for you to make them pay for themselves. First of all, active solar just by itself is pretty expensive and hard to get a return on investment on. If your state offers rebates and refunds for installation cost, then that can change the dynamic. There are also uh, maybe solar panels that are covered by the tax credits, which are available through the end of 2010, and that could help as well. But if you have a situation where even in the best scenario, you're only going to get four or five hours of sun, um, I think it's going to be very difficult for you to get a payback of those, even if you do get some tax credits and some discounts and some refunds. Mm -hmm. Now, does it have to have, like, direct sun? I mean... No. No, it doesn't have to have direct sun. Of course, you know, southern exposure is best, but it doesn't have to have direct sun. But I will tell you this. The installer should be able to calculate you know, how much electricity you you could generate with this, and they should be able to do the math for you and check their numbers. But my Uh concern about active solar right now is that the cost of the equipment, short of rebates, is so expensive it takes a really long time to get a payback. So remember, calculate how many years it takes to get the payback and ask yourself, are you going to be in the house for that, you know, 20-year period? And typically, if you want to save money, there's a lot less expensive things that you can do like adding insulation or getting a more efficient air conditioning system that gives you a better ROI. Mm, okay. All right. All right. All right, John. Okay. Those are reality, okay. my friend. All <laughs> Thanks right. so Thank much you. for calling uh-huh. us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You know, a lot of our callers, Leslie, you know, have great intentions and they want to put in, you know, a windmill or solar power or <laughs> some, you know, very, very expensive mm-hmm. energy saving improvement. But you really gotta be practical when you look at these projects, folks. And figure out what the return on investment is. And if you're not going to be there to enjoy that return on investment, don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I always think when people get so excited about wind turbines, I'm like, they're enormous. Where are you going to put one? Is your neighborhood going to allow it? What are your neighbors going to say? And then when you go to sell the house, you're like, and check out my awesome wind turbine in the backyard. Some people, as energy efficient and cost saving as it is, don't get it, don't understand it, and don't think it looks good. So then resale issues arise. You know, um, I actually built a wind turbine once Did with you? my fraternity brothers at a uh, at a mountain camp that was owned by our college. Was there Looked alcohol great. involved? Uh, only in the evenings, not okay. while we were up in the tower. <laughs> but uh, even so, we we came back a month later after a severe storm and found it on the ground. So <laughs> I don't think we did a very good job. Good intentions, <laughs> not nature proof. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, time is running out. In just a few weeks, the year will be over, along with your chance to take advantage of those energy-efficient tax credits that are up for grabs. So up next, we're going to share with you details on one project that will bring energy efficiency and value to your home. It's an upgraded front entry, so stick around. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the clock is tick, tick, ticking away, my friends, to cash in on energy efficient home improvements. You've got just a few weeks now left to take care advantage of the tax credits that will help pay you back for all of that green updating to your home. And you know what? With the tax credits, there are so many projects out there that you can do to your money pit that will qualify for the tax credit, including adding an energy-efficient front door to your house. So here to explain why and exactly how to go through the entire process, we've got Derek Fielding, and he's the Senior Product Manager for Doors with Thermatru. Welcome, Derek. Thank you very much for having me. It's our pleasure. Now, Derek, it seems that replacing a front door is, uh, in some folks' eyes, a somewhat overwhelming process. Talk to us about how it happens and why maybe you shouldn't be afraid of the thought of replacing your front door because of all the benefits that you will gain. You know, thinking about replacing your front door really should not be that, um, you know, scary to homeowners. You know, it's, it's a great way to uh, improve the energy efficiency of the home as well as increase uh, your curb appeal. Because, uh, you know, home entry really adds beauty, function, and value to the home, and with this great uh, incentive at a significant discount. And today, I mean, the way doors are manufactured, we're, we're really only talking about a project that could last, you know, inside of a few hours, correct? That is correct. Depending upon the project that you're taking on, you know, you could do a really quick uh, swap-out replacement that could take a few hours to doing a massive remodel on a home, which could take, you know, several days or weeks, potentially. But the great thing about the door is, you know, with the energy efficiency of the home, you're sure to get uh, great savings at the end through energy and stuff like that. Now, Derek, when you're changing out the front door, can you just change the door itself, the operable portion, to sort of reap the energy efficiency benefits? Or does it behoove you as a homeowner to sort of remove the jam and the whole system itself and replace that as a unit? You know, at Thermature, we designed the system to work uh, together. So we designed the door to work with the weather stripping, which works with the jams, which works with the threshold into the home. We obviously would recommend doing a full replacement. Now, one of the nice things about, too, as a home is if you have a newer home that actually has a Thermature door installed, it most likely has a, a system surround that's in great shape. So you could always just replace that door, and you still get the great features and benefits of Thermature's uh, system providing that energy efficiency. So if you're that consumer that wants to upgrade that look, you know, from the standard six-panel door and want to get something that has, you know, a personalized style and expression of decorative glass or you want to get uh, mahogany graining on your door, you could always just replace the door. And because the doors themselves are qualified for the energy tax credit, you would still receive up to the $1,500 tax credit. We're talking to Derek Fielding. He is a representative of Thermatrue Doors and a guy that lives and breathes the door business. Eric, with that in mind, how do you know if a door qualifies for the tax credit? What are the requirements that homeowners need to look for? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that, that's important for all uh, products to qualify is they have to have a U-factor under solar heat gain coefficient of 0.30 or lower, which uh, is a factor used to measure the product's energy efficiency. Okay. We have provided a complete list on our website, 
at www.thermatrue.com forward slash tax credit. So this will provide a complete list for all of our products that qualify. But as a whole, you know, most of our products do qualify just because of them being fiberglass with the, um, with the polyurethane foam core in them. So it really comes down to that 30-30 number, 0.30, 0.30. That's what we're looking for on the sticker on the door. That is correct. And then once you actually uh, have the door installed, is the, what's the process of uh, actually claiming the tax credit like? Uh, all you have to do is fill out the form, IRS Form 5695, and okay. submit that by April 15th. And then if they have any additional information, um, you can go to myenergytax.com, which is just a microsite that's been published to help answer any additional questions uh, homeowners may have about the tax credit. Great. Derek Fielding from Thermatrue, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Now is the time, if you're even considering replacing your front door at any time in the next several years, do it now. Take advantage of the tax credit before it's too late. That website, again, is myenergytax.com. Thanks, Derek. Thank you very much. All right, you just have to make sure that you get that door installed before the snow starts to fall. Well, some of you might be thinking, gosh, it's already too late. You know, we've already had snow in some parts of the country. So if you are living in a snow-prone area, you might start to be thinking shoveling that snow has become a giant pain in the back. And if you're feeling that way, you might be ready to invest in a great snowblower. So we're going to share some expert advice on how to pick the perfect snowblower for you next. Live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Generac and the Generac Automatic Standby Generator. Be protected and never worry about power outages again. Visit your favorite home improvement center or call 888-GENERAC or visit generac.com. Your home will stay on the next time the power goes out. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. You'll get your question answered. Plus, you'll get a chance to win a fall decor package from collectionsetc.com worth 60 bucks. The winner is going to get falling leaves, which is a door decoration, a harvest home quilt, and a lovely garden ornament. Check it out at collectionsetc.com. That's collectionsetc.com. Or call us right now for your chance to win. The number is one eight 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 money pit That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to hear what you're working on. And maybe you're starting to think about some new tools that you want to add to your tool shed or your arsenal. And it's the perfect time of year for us to start sharing our next edition of How to Pick a Perfect, which today is presented by SnowblowersDirect.com. And we're going to be telling you about how to pick a perfect snowblower. Absolutely. Now, winter is still a few weeks away, but many of you are probably seeing snow right now. And back when we were kids, we were the snow throwers. <laughs> I'm still the snow thrower. <laughs> we were the ones that were shoveling our parents' driveways or perhaps our neighbors' driveways to earn a little bit of spending money. But now you're more likely to throw out your back and may have wisely thought many times about buying a snowblower. So here's how to pick the perfect snowblower for your situation. First off, we need to clarify one major misconception, and that is that the type of snow, whether it's wet, heavy, or powdery, determines the type of snowblower that's best. In reality, it's really the area that you have to clear the snow from, your driveway 
or your sidewalk is much more important than the snow that's falling on it. Now, the great thing about working with the team at snowblowersdirect.com is that this site really actually helps you pick the perfect snowblower for your job. There's actually a buying guide that will walk you through the entire process of identifying your surface material, the size of the snow removal area, and how quickly you want the project done, and it will recommend the appropriate product for that situation. Mm -hmm. For example, there's one type of snowblower out on the market that just scrapes the snow right off the surface, and that's fantastic if you're clearing paved surfaces like concrete or asphalt. But if you were to use the snowblower on a gravel surface, you're going to be flinging rocks faster than a major league pitcher. So if yeah, yes, seriously. So you need to think about what that surface is. So if you have a large sloped area that needs to be cleared, you're going to need a two-stage snow thrower. And there are three types to choose from. There's one designed for the consumer, the prosumer, and the professional. Now the experts at snowblowersdirect.com recommend the mid-grade, which is the prosumer, because it's going to work well on large sloped smooth areas like a big hilly driveway. For more tips, you want to head on over to snowblowersdirect.com and simply search Pick a Perfect Snow Thrower. These guys have the tools, the tips, and the products to help you clear that snow this winter season. 888-666-3974. Let us clear some items off that to-do list by picking up the phone and calling us right now with your home improvement question. Lorraine in Idaho, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Well, you have a wonderful program, and I Thank listen you to you every Saturday and Sunday, and you have wonderful ideas, so I thought I'd put mine in. All right. I pulled We're ready up for my the carpet test. and a pad, and lo and behold, I have two bad spots in my hall and in my dining room that are blackish-colored and very bad-looking. This is after you pulled up the carpet? Yes. Evidently, it didn't water or something. Okay. Uh, is the floor is the floor um, deteriorated in any way, or is it just dark in color? Uh, in the dining room, it's a little deteriorated, but in the hall, it's not. It's okay. just blackened. All right. And uh, these are hardwood floors, right? Solid hardwood yes. floors? Okay. Well, I mean, you're going to have to sand them. Now, if the deterioration is just on the surface, there's like three levels of sanding. The most aggressive is when you use a floor sander that's like a belt sander. That takes it right through down to, war, to raw wood. Um, the second level is an oscillating sander, which is a really good option because it's a tool that you can rent, and it's not terribly expensive, and it only takes off a little bit of wood, and that would probably be the best job of getting out those dark stains. And then if it's really just sur on the surface and it's, it's really not in the wood at all, then you can rent a floor sander with a sanding screen, or floor buffer, I should say, with the sanding screen, and like the kind of buffers they use like in commercial buildings, and that just kind of cleans up the surface. And depending on which, work, which, which works best for you, once you get the surface ready, then you're going to want to use about two to three coats of a good quality polyurethane, and you'll be back in business, Lorraine. Oh, okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. John in Tennessee needs some help with the tankless water heater. What can we do for you? Yes, I'm looking at uh, buying a 1972 house okay. that is a basement rancher, and it needs a replacement of the traditional hot water tank. And I live in Knoxville. Is this, number one, a good choice for this area of the country? And number two, I'll have three simultaneous showers going in this mm -hmm. old house with a 7.6 liter per minute size the mm -hmm. adequate capacity. Do you have teenagers? 
I have a 12 and a 10 year old that think they're teenagers. <laughs> Who already like long showers. Um, I think a tankless water heater would be a good choice for you. Now, did you mention, do you have gas? Is this natural gas? It's natural gas. Okay, good. Yes. Um, I think a tankless water heater is an excellent choice for your family because, number one, it's very efficient. Uh, number two, it will supply an endless amount of hot water. And I think if it's sized properly, you will have no problem maintaining three showers. The most important thing is the installation. You must work with a plumber or a heating contractor that knows how to install tankless water heaters because a common mistake is they put in a gas line that's too small. You need a pretty big gas line. It doesn't use a lot of gas, but when it does need gas, it needs a lot for a little At period once. of time. Exactly. So if it's properly installed, it will run flawlessly. It will deliver you plenty of hot water. It will only be on when you need it. Uh, it will, if you want to dial down the temperature when the 10-year-old takes a shower so it's not quite as hot, you can do that from a remote control panel. It's good technology, and they work really well. Plus, you can actually qualify for a federal energy tax credit right now uh, through most of the major manufacturers because the units are so efficient that the government will give you up to a $1,500 tax credit if you purchase and install one. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, if this winter season, Leslie, is anything like last year, there's going to be heavy snows, and they may once again be sticking to your roof. So we're going to have some tips when we come back on how to make sure that a big snow buildup doesn't end up in a collapse. That's all coming up next. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement project at one eight 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 Money Pit, or head on over to MoneyPit.com and post your question in our community section. That's what Julie did from Nebraska. All right, and Julie writes, I have a flat roof. How important is it to get the snow off? I can't always get to it for every snowfall, and do you have an easy way to go about doing it? Well, Julie, for normal snowfall, you really don't have to remove it. I'll tell you when you face an increasingly higher risk of collapse, and that is when you get a rain that follows the snow. Now, if it snows and then all of a sudden it gets warm and it rains, that is absolutely a condition where you're going to have a very, very quick buildup of weight on the roof. For a normal snowfall, if in a chilly winter like you have in Nebraska, most of the time I don't think you have to take it off. But when you get a really heavy snowfall and it gets really warm quick, then you do have to take it off. So mm-hmm. I hope that help clarifies for you when it's best to remove snow. Now, with a flat roof, of course, you've got to shovel it off. For a pitched roof, though, you can use something called a snow rake, which kind of looks like an iron rake for your garden, except it's made out of aluminum. It's really wide and has a really, really long handle that maybe is 30 feet long. You can reach up with that and knock off some of the loose snow. And if you're using a snow rake, I will say that the easiest time to do that uh, is just after the snowfall, because after that, it tends to get a little too heavy and hard to move. Mm-hmm. And don't stand right underneath it. 
Absolutely. <laughs> We've got one here from Joe in New Jersey who writes, The brick steps on my front porch rarely see sun because of the proximity of the house next door. Moss and mildew grow rampant and quickly. How can I prevent monthly scrub downs or is this just something I have to deal with? Pretty much something you have to deal with, although we will say that if you do strip off that moss thoroughly, the chance that you're going to have to do it monthly is a lot less. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, once a year. Well, especially in New Jersey. And, you know, don't exaggerate, Joe. Now, I know how we all are here in New Jersey, but it's not going to happen in the, in the wintertime. <laughs> but what you do want to do is you want to coat those that stepped area with a really good siding wash, uh, one that has a bleach in it, maybe OxyClean. Let it sit there for a while, 10, 15, 20 minutes, so it really kills that moss, and then rinse it off very thor- thoroughly so it's not slippery. And if you do that, it should be good for, I would think, at least two or three months. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a year. You can probably get a year out of it before you have to do it again. In New Jersey. (laughs) All right, Joe. I hope that helps you out, and good luck with your cleaning project. Well, have you got a spare half hour laying around, wondering kind of what you're going to do with that free 30 minutes? Why not take on some home improvement projects around your house? Leslie's got some tips on one that can be done in under 30 minutes that will help seal out the drafts with today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know, since Halloween was just the other day, maybe you can dig back into your Halloween costume box and pull out your Sherlock Holmes hat and become a draft detective. And then you'll be able to save on your energy bills all year long. So once you've got in your draft detecting costume, all you need to do is walk around your house and use the back of your hand and you can carefully run it along the top, the bottom and the sides of your windows and doors. Now, the skin on the top of your hand, it's much more temperature sensitive than your palm. So if there is a draft, you're going to notice it right away. You also want to check outlets and light switches that are located on the exterior walls of your home. And if you pick up a draft around there, you can grab your caulking gun or weather stripping and then seal those areas away. When it comes to the outlets, what you can get is sort of a rubberized or foam gasket. It looks like exactly like the outlet cover. And you just put that on the backside of the outlet cover and then screw it back in place. And that'll help seal those drafts as well. And if you really go around the house and tackle those things, you'll notice a big difference in your energy bills. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Coming up next week on the program, we're going to have some yard work safety tips for your final roundup of outdoor chores this year. Be prepared for next year's lawn and garden work. We'll tell you how on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.